Is Hollywood making bad movies? As of now, it feels like Hollywood is sticking to a formula. Um, you know, a formula of safety, which kind of takes away the the experience, unpredictable feeling we once had when we went to the movie theaters. Um, and so, yeah, was it being so predictable in such a set formula that's being utilized to um, try to guarantee results? In that sense, I would say the quality of films has, has gone down. Quality of films have reduced. In your opinion, is Hollywood making bad movies? You know, ever since the superhero genre has come in, Right. And it's always been there, right? Mm -hmm. You know, with Blade and Catwoman and the original Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. God. And a lot of other... Daredevil, a lot of older movies. And even the Batman movies. Mm -hmm. But it really took off once Marvel really hit their stride. Right. after I would say after the second Iron Man. No, after the third Iron Man is when I really started to see it. Mm. And superhero movies are now... Because they're less risk adverse, you know. I mean, they're less risky. I would say they're less risky, and Hollywood wants to take less risk. Right. So they want to put their money on the sure thing, and you know, we always talk about IP and getting your IP out there in front of an audience, no matter in no matter what format it's in. Mm -hmm. Because right now, and I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Hollywood has become very IP driven. Gone are the days where you have movies like Good Will Hunting, Seven, all those great movies from the 90s, The Godfather from the 70s, The Goonies, yeah. Back to the Future, you know, like so Gremlins, right. you know, so many original movies mm. nowadays, and we've seen Reese Witherspoon make a lot of money from it. Nowadays, it's all about IP and having an audience with that IP before it even hits the film, before it even hits the market. Let's say our viewers don't know what IP is. Explain to what IP is. Uh, IP is intellectual property. Mm -hmm. So basically, it is something that it's something that you already that you already own, mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't have to be in film format. It can be in a book. It can be in a comic book. It can be in a, a memoir, short story, whatever. No matter what, that is what I, that is what an IP is. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so exactly that. And thank you for sharing. IP is, as he said, intellectual property, property of the intellect. It's your ideas, right? Obviously, no one can go into your mind, go into your brain, uh, extract information, and get your ideas copywritten or trademarked. The only way you can do that is to put it into another format, uh, whether it's on paper, whether you write a book, whether you make a comic, and then you go off and copyright or trademark that. Copyrights are for scripts, text. Uh, any form of wordplay, you'll do that through the Library of Congress. Trademark is done through USPTO, which will be for you know technology or mechanics um, or using a name for, com for commercial use. And trademark will be done through USPTO, which is United States Patent and Trademark Office. Um, so between those two platforms, you can get anything copywritten or trademarked for commercial use um, domestically and, and internationally as well. Um, just want to give that that summary to our viewers. There's a walking dictionary. Uh, <laughs> I want to give that summary to our viewers because uh, you, they're going to hear words and terms like IP a lot, especially from this show. Yeah. It's probably used more and more uh, every day. I don't believe 
half the people who are speaking about actually know what it is. Um, uh, especially in this podcast space, a lot of people recycle information and don't really uh, know exactly what they're what they're getting into. So yes, IP and trade uh, IP is intellectual property, and the only way you can prove it's your property is through trademark or copywriting, which means it has to be put on paper in some way, shape, or form. And since uh, Hollywood is no longer taking risk, because Hollywood want to guarantee the return on their investment. Um, they can't just gamble it away. Um, they are relying on IP that's worked in the past. That's why we have so many reboots. Um, we talked about in the past, Disney is made on IP. They said that Beauty and the Beast was a story that was told 4,000 years before the Bible was uh, came about. The story about this beast and this... Um, this, this woman who he falls in love with that returns him back to his self was a tale that was told globally um, uh, prior to even uh, the, the Bible, um, you know, 4000 BC. Right. And so, with that being said, uh, but somehow when you see Beauty and the Beast, it says Disney's Beauty and the Beast because. Is there a version? Because Disney found a way to copyright. Disney found a way to. Uh, Disney found a way to copyright IP that they didn't create. And so whether it's The Little Mermaid, which is a folk tale that was told in Europe, all the majority of the stories, especially the older ones, were, were um, IP that were just unclaimed. They're public domain. And then Disney found a way to, to, claim, them. to claim them. Right. They just lost it from Winnie the Pooh, though, because that new... Have you heard about that new horror movie? With uh, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? Oh, uh, no. Dude, all, did all... you not hear? Dude. So there's this production company that's been making a Winnie the Pooh horror movie for the past, like, three to four years because they knew that Disney was going to lose the public, that Winnie the Pooh was going to go back to public domain. Right. So now there's a horror movie out there called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, wow. And in the intro of the movie, no spoilers. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Going to give you guys three seconds. One, two, three. Okay. So the kids all kill Christopher Robin. Not the kids, but the Pooh and Piglet kill Christopher Robin when he's an adult because he forgot about them. And they just go on a killing spree. <laughs> and Disney was trying to do everything they can to stop that movie from oh, yeah. coming out. So even... Disney with their original IP such as Mulan, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, like Chad said, Winnie the Pooh, uh, the o- Hercules, the OGs are now starting to become. Well, Hercules has always been public domain, but now it's starting to become more. Those iconic, mm-hmm. uh, the, during the Renaissance period, the Disney Renaissance, all those cartoons are now starting to become public domain. Exactly. And that is a, that is some, that's a huge issue for them, but it's an issue that all companies face. Because, um, yeah. Yeah, but Disney's the first to deal with it, guys, and not far, not, not going to be too far behind. It's going to be Warner Brothers. Yep, with Batman, Superman, all, all of them. Well, first with Looney Tunes. Ooh, I didn't even think about Looney Tunes, dude. Yeah. I forgot about them. Yeah, yeah. First with Bugs Bunny. First with Daffy Duck. And yeah, all those characters, right? Elmer Fudd. They're going to be first up in the line. And if you don't know, public domain, it depends. I think for music, it was like a 50-year mark, a benchmark. I think they moved it to 100 years. They do kind of move this around, guys. And so that's why it's really important to stay on top of these things or hire an attorney who is. But um, 
where I was going with that is um, this year they'll be celebrating the 100th year of Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's why it's such a big deal when Tyler Perry opened his studio because it was the first studio, major studio to open in almost 100 years. Warner Brothers opened 100 years ago in 1923. And with that, not too long after, probably 20 years or so after, we got, we got Looney Tunes. Um, or, we, or we got Bugs Bunny. So those yep. guys are on, you know, are on their way out. Mickey Mouse, they have tried every way, shape, or form to keep trademarking, which they're going to find a way to continue trademarking Mickey Mouse. Um, but it's, 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 it's all a game. It's all a game of, of property, and, and that's why it's intellectual property, which is a game of real estate. Imagine you own these multi-unit, or you own this huge building, or you own, you own your house, and they said in 100 years, um, you know, you can pass this house down for three generations. The third generation, the house goes to... Back to the government. It goes back to the government. Yeah. It's, it's open market. Or to the bank. Yeah, whoever, whoever, whoever wants it, you know, can, can stay there. It's like, dang, man, I got... Yeah. I, I, got, I worked this hard to get my grandkids in this thing. And so what I, what I mean by that is those companies will do anything and everything to protect their real estate. They're not, they're not playing about that. No, so, not at all. And so is Hollywood making bad movies? Um, you can say that the quality has gone down over the years as far as ideas and original thoughts. But, you know, we look at a lot of movies now. They, they're shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. Cinematography is always on point. Sound's always on point. It just is the story there. And, you know, with superhero fatigue is what I'm calling it. You know, you said pitch fatigue. I'm calling it superhero fatigue, which yeah. is a form of pitch, pitch fatigue. We just saw it with the latest Shazam movie. Even though Shazam, I saw it in theaters. It's not a bad movie, man. It's really not. It's actually pretty solid. But it's not making the money that it needs to. Is it not? Yeah, it's not. And I think the reason for that is people are probably getting tired of superhero movies. Or you can make an argument, just like The Rock with Black Adam, Shazam isn't a popular enough character to carry a franchise like a Superman, a Batman, and a Wonder Woman, and a Flat... Like, basically the original Justice League. Well... I would agree with that second statement, and and two, when I heard Shazam was out, I didn't even I didn't even know. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know until like three weeks later. Like, oh, because it came out already. Yeah, it is not a bad movie, dude. It's really not. It's it's solid. It's a solid film. I give it a scale of one to ten. I'd probably give it a six point five out of ten, and that's actually that's actually not a bad. That's actually that's actually good. That's good. Yeah. 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 I hear that, man. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I don't want to say I do believe there's superhero fatigue happening here. I believe there's a fatigue of reused IP. Um, They're remaking Harry Potter. Are they remaking Harry Potter already? To a TV show. A TV show. Yep, that's that's word on the street. But I think yes, they are making each book into a, a season. Even though, yeah. Let's talk about the reuse of IP, man. I mean, they had they had a show uh, with a show with Jenna Ortega uh, Wednesday that came out this year. Yeah. That was the Adams family. Like some of these shows, you don't think they could find another way to spin, and they do. And that series worked out for it. That series is actually a really successful hit for Netflix, one of their most successful series. Though I would like to see more original IP. Me too, because that's what Hollywood was built off of original IP. We wouldn't have films like Citizen Kane. 
uh, well, The Godfather was a book. I can't, I don't know if Susan King was, I think Susan King is like a, was a movie, was, was a movie before anything, but, you know, I always, I always say this, and my sister agrees with me. My sister believes that 80s was peak Hollywood. I believe that the 90s were peak Hollywood. Okay. Because of all the, and even the early thousands, because of all the original ideas that you had, like, Training Day, for instance, with Denzel Washington. Yeah. That movie's not being made today. No. It'll probably be a TV show or a streaming show, not a movie. Yeah. Yeah, guys. The core of this industry is, is it's a business and it's about money. And when you have a series, you have subscriptions and it's, it's a whole thing. I would like to see more original IP. I do think the quality of films are declining just off of predictability alone. Back to pitch, back to pitch fatigue. Pitch fatigue is you only sell the same product so many times. Before the consumer starts resisting it uh, subconsciously, yep. um, this, this consumer is not even trying to deliberately, you know, void your content or not buy a ticket. The they're they're, they're fatigued. Uh, you're selling the same product the same way too many times. Um, with that alone, I think I think the quality of films um, ha- has reduced and is is on a downward trend. And would you agree? Yes, and I I, I would. I would also kind of play devil's advocate as well that horror movies is a way to escape the risk of the, the way for Hollywood to escape the risk because with horror movies you're selling more of the monster and a concept versus the actual story and that's where George, someone like Jordan Peele who is coming up with the original ideas which you know it's inspired from other movies but someone like Jordan, Jordan Peele is is a godsend because not only is he making horror slash thriller movies, his horror slash thriller movies are unique and different. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we've never really seen before. Mm-hmm. But, so, it's not all doom and gloom, but, it's yeah. Not, it's not all doom and gloom. Hollywood, you're going to be on an upward trajectory again, like you wore over the past, the decades that proceeded now. This is Black Hollywood, and uh, we'll be back with another episode. Yep.